0: Are you tired of sugarcoating how you feel about infertility? The Infertility in Me podcast offers raw and candid discussions about all things infertility and IVF. Join me, Monique, your host, as we get real about the emotional, physical, and mental effects of infertility and what it does to its victims. Hashtag, infertility sucks. Please be advised, adult content and language your host, Monique. Thank you for tuning in today for episode two of Infertility and Me podcast. Today, we'll be discussing the diagnosis of infertility and what that is like for myself and pose some questions for you guys to think about whether you're newly diagnosed or have been in a journey for quite some time. So I wanted to ask you guys, how did you guys handle your medically related diagnosis or unexplained infertility? Let me know on social media, Facebook and Instagram. Leave a comment. Leave a message. Let me know how you guys dealt with it and what was your reaction and what did you do when you found out that you had a diagnosis of unexplained and or medical reason for being diagnosed uh, with infertility. For myself, I was completely shocked when I was diagnosed with hypothyroid disease because I had regular menses. My body was not acting crazy. I didn't have any pain. I didn't have, um, I didn't have any reason to believe that there was a medical reason why I was not getting pregnant. It just did not make sense to me at all. So one thing I regret was not taking the time to discuss in depth how I was feeling once diagnosed. I am not a person who wears her emotions on her sleeve. I have more of an alpha personality type. I, had, I know how to disconnect from my feelings very easily. It comes very naturally to me. Uh, I consider myself a uh, ambivert. Some would consider me an introvert, but I like to think of myself as an ambivert. Um, anyway, I was I was shocked. So when I was diagnosed, I, just, I would cry a lot by myself. I wouldn't even tell my husband and... It, was, it should have been easy for me to talk to him about it because he's a very naturally nurturing person. Um, he's really good at listening. He's really good at giving advice when you want it. And he gives advice even when you don't want to hear it. And, you know, and he gives his thoughts. But he's really good at nurturing. So I don't know why I didn't take advantage of his nurturing side during that time. But like I said, I'm a naturally uh, introverted person, ambiverted person. So I deal with things a lot in my head and I deal with things a lot by suppressing them. Um, in the past. I'm a lot better at it now because of the journey. But anywho, I do want to move on. I don't want to keep you guys long. The long-term effects of having the diagnosis, whether it's medical or unexplained, is I just can't even really describe into words how it feels when you have had a successful IVF cycle or any form of adoption or surrogacy or anything like that. I can't put into words really how it feels to know that if you want to have a second child, if you want to have a third child, I always have to go back to square one, go back to the RE, go back for testing and then move forward with a plan. Because, you know, every couple of years, our bodies change, especially us women. You know, things start to rapidly decline as far as being coming pregnant after the age of thirty five. So the long-term effects of diagnosis of infertility uh, can be, it can be just as heartbreaking as the original diagnosis. And um, I don't think that will ever change. Uh, I think it gets easier if you choose to move forward and have more children. But uh, just knowing and preparing yourself for going back to to the RE and possibly considering having more children, that never goes away. And then I'm going to talk about a little bit, uh, you, know, you know, for us who have medical diagnosis like myself, we have to deal with the fact that we have to be on medication. We have to seek constant treatment even after IVF is over with so that we can stay healthy for our children if we, if we you know, got to the point of having children and just to stay healthy, period, if you're still in your journey and you haven't conceived yet. So that's another long-term effect of diagnosis. A lot of people who have never been through the journey, they probably would never think about it like that. But, uh, you know, that's a part of the process, because when you been diagnosed with a medical problem such as PCOS, a lot of women already know when they before IVF that they have a condition like that. Um, and then there's many who are diagnosed at the time. They didn't know what their pain was coming from um, and such, and especially with like endometriosis. And uh, for men, I can imagine it being even more difficult if a man comes back with long sperm count because there's no symptoms of it. You know, it's asymptomatic. As far as the low sperm is, uh, sperm count is concerned, and as well as old, low ovarian reserve. I've never personally known anyone to go through that, but um, from what I read, there's not really a whole lot of like in-your-face symptoms for that. But I remember when I was diagnosed with hypothyroidism, I started putting the pieces together as to why I was feeling the way I was feeling. So although I was relieved for having the diagnosis. I still had to deal with the fact that I now had this new condition that I had to be taken care of and I had never dealt with anything like that previously. I don't have a history of mental health um, issues or anything like that or any other physical uh, medically related issues. So that was all new to me and it was very shocking and it took some time for me to, to come to terms with it and a lot of it was because I did not sit in my feelings and I did not sit and deal with my, my newly found issue while going through IVF. I was just so focused on becoming a mom and growing our family. And I also wanted to talk about how your diagnosis can affect your relationship with your spouse. Like I said, for me, I didn't take advantage of my husband's nurturing side. So there was a lot of not talking about my condition and what I was feeling and stuff. I was just going through the motions. I just wanted to get pregnant And I just wanted to prove to myself and to everybody around me that I could get it done and um, I could live a normal and healthy life and have a child at some point. And I felt a lot of shame. And that's probably the reason why I didn't speak about it as much back then, too, because I felt like, damn, is he going to not love me anymore? Is he is he going to love me less because I have this medical condition where I can't get pregnant naturally? Does he you know, maybe he was feeling inadequate as a man because he couldn't get me pregnant. You know, until the time came when he got the diagnosis that, you know, I had hypothyroid disease and it was me, you know, and I was willing to carry that burden and that was fine with me. So I wasn't mad that, okay, it was me and not him. You know, I can believe that some people would be like, well, why did it have to be me? Why couldn't it be the man? Or why couldn't it be my wife with the, with the issue or the diagnosis? It really doesn't matter at the end of the day because you're a team and there's no I in team. You know, there's only we and there's only us and there's only togetherness. So If you're having issues with speaking with your spouse about it, I challenge you to really dig in yourself, really get to know yourself on a new level and in a new way so that you can communicate your feelings better with your spouse and so that you guys can come together and not apart because I can imagine that there are some couples who go through IVF and this unsuccessful or it is successful in a breakup because there's so much that has not been talked about and there's so much that um that needed to be said and it wasn't said and so things just sat and they festered and they began to rot and mold you know in our bodies uh speaking on emotional issues and mental health problems and i wanted to give you guys these tips some of which i've already stated throughout the uh, previous minutes and number one is to learn to sit in your emotions and learn to be vulnerable with yourself and with your spouse if you're not already which like i said for me took some time And I really didn't get it until after we went through the whole process. And I really didn't get it until after we had our son, because as I stated in the first episode, he was a micropenie. And so you can imagine how long he was in the hospital for. And so I learned how to be vulnerable. I learned how to sit in my emotions and I learned how to communicate my emotions better as well, going through this whole process. And I'm pretty sure my husband could beg to differ. He probably wishes that I was a little bit more open, but I've come a long freaking way from where I was before. Trust me, you guys. (laughs) And then the second tip I wanted to give you guys was to research and become knowledgeable, knowledgeable about your condition uh, because it will help you put the pieces together and it will help you to feel some sense of relief even in the midst of your grieving, the fact that you cannot get pregnant on your own. And a lot of you guys have probably already done that. If you're like me, you become obsessed with stuff, you know, that you're really passionate about. And then also it'll allow you to thoroughly explain what's going on with your close friends and um, family members about your body and, and what's going on and why you're have to, and why you have to have IVF in the first place. So become knowledgeable about your condition and deal with that. And that'll help you process your emotions too, as well because it'll make it very real and, and it'll put you in a state of mindfulness where you're present in whatever it is that you're going through. And also again, be honest with your spouse about how you feel, be open with them, uh, be open to listen and be also open to, to, to be the nurturer as well. Um, again, inform your family and friends when you're ready though, on your own timing and on the timing of your spouse, because when you release the information, it's not only about you, it's about your spouse as well. And making sure that they are comfortable discussing such things outside of your household. And then number four or five, I've lost my count. Um, take breaks from discussing infertility with your spouse and with your loved ones, because it'll give you a renewed, fresh, of mind and spirit when you've gone a couple of days or even just starting with a day or a couple hours without speaking about it, uh, without focusing all of your attention on it and shunning everything else around you. I mean, I can remember... Forgetting to pay bills, not that they were late or anything like that to the point of being shut off. But like I was so consumed with IVF and all things IVF and my hypothyroid disease and what I could do on my end to control the situation, um, like which is what we like to do. Um, and I would forget, oh, I got to pay my bill today. Oh, I need to do laundry. You know, there's so many other things going on in life and we have to take breaks mentally, emotionally and spiritually spiritually so that we can come back renewed, refreshed and with a new set of eyes. And then lastly, take care of yourself. Take long baths, take long showers. Me personally, I love showers and baths because it gives me a chance to be mindful and meditate on the day and releasing all the negativity from the day. So that's one of my meditation forms is just. Thinking about and releasing things from that day. So meditation doesn't have to be always sitting in a room, quiet, with the door closed and sitting on the floor. Meditation is any time that you t- you take time out of your day to take a couple of deep breaths, uh, notice, you know, the trees, the sky, you know, your 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 furry animals that you love so much. You know, taking the time to to, to out of yourself and out of your own selfish needs to be mindful of everything else and everyone else around you who may need you. And so, I thank you guys for tuning in with me today. I hope I did not bore you too much. <laughs> and I if you do me the honor to, to subscribe to share and to give me feedback on this podcast. Let me know what you guys think on social media. Uh, again, IG is infertility and me underscore, Facebook infertility and me the number 2. Connect with me. And let's connect and heal together. Love and light, y'all. Thank you for tuning